I am happy that you're here too. And my name's Sharon, and like Nicole said, I think I've met everybody now, but um, no, there's a couple, not to meet you yet, but we're gonna get to. So, and Heidi, I just saw you walk in, and um, Cindy, I didn't get to meet you either, but I know your face, because I too have been working on all of your faces. So, I am so glad to see your real faces, because I have looked at your other faces a whole, whole lot. So, it's so glad to see your real, real faces here. But, you know, um, I know, like Nicole said, it's a, it's a journey to get here, right? It's a journey to get it all done and to get here. But uh, this is probably, for me, one of my favorite or the favorite week of the year, really, because I love the beach, I love women's retreats, and I love the Word of God. So you put all of those things together, and it's like all my favorites, and... and uh, you know, some of my favorite people are here, and I know if I don't know you yet, you're going to become one of my favorite people this weekend. So this is just a rich weekend for me personally, and I'm praying that it's going to be for, for you as well. Like Nicole said, I know it's a big deal for a lot of you to get away and to come, and some of you even flew on an airplane to get and rent a car and, and different things like that. It's a lot of work, but my prayer too is that it's going to be worth it for you, right? It's going to be worth it. So a big part of our weekend is going to be Bible study. That's why we call this the fall Bible getaway, right? That's why it's called that. And I get the privilege of, of leading you in that Bible study, but we're all going to be doing it, right? And, and when I say I get the privilege, I really do mean that because for me personally, I still marvel that God would even trust me, you know, to do something like this because I spent so many years not valuing the word of God and not giving him time and space to speak to me. But now God has redeemed that, he is redeeming that, and I know he's gonna keep redeeming that. And, and to get to be a part of people experiencing it is, is really just a joy. And I know you know this in your own stories, that God's grace over our foolishness is nothing short of amazing, right? And so I know that it's a privilege to get to do this and it's a joy for me to get to do this. So since a big part of our time this weekend is gonna be Bible study before we even eat dinner, we want to jump right in to a little bit of Bible study and just kind of settle ourselves into Ephesians 1, which is going to be our focus for the whole weekend, and we're going to get this going, okay? So you're already, you're so glad you're already opening your Bibles. I didn't have to say it. Yay. I love that. So um, throughout our time together all weekend long, we're going to work our way through verse by verse, word by word, phrase by phrase through Ephesians 1 in various ways. And I want you to know from the very beginning that God is on a mission this weekend to fill every one of us up. He is on a mission of fullness. It is God's will that you and I experience fullness in our lives, a fullness that only he can pour out. And I know we're all coming from different places, not just the places, you know, physically like Nicole just named, but spiritually as well. We're all in different places. And, and I hope that, you know, as you came here with a sense of anticipation and excitement, I, I hope that that's, that's how you came. Like nobody's like, oh no, it's the fall Bible getaway day. You know, that certainly wasn't our, our stance and, and I imagine it wasn't yours either. But even still, um, I know that if we were to right now, like peel back the layers and like look inside of our hearts, that some of us, even with our excitement, probably arrived here very empty, you know? You might have a lot of really hard things going on in your life right now, and I want you to know 
God's on a mission, even if you came in just feeling like totally drained, to fill you up. Some of us might have even come in tonight feeling very full, but not really full of the things that God has for us, right? Full of fear or full of just, you know, discouragement or anxiousness or all manner of those kind of things. Well, God wants to just replace that stuff, right? And fill us up with, with his goodness and love. And even if you came in in a great place, and I imagine there are some of us in that way too, my prayer for you has been that God is going to surprise you with even more. And that's the glory of God, that he always is doing more for us than we can even imagine. So just get used to that, that phrase, filled up, because you're going to see it all weekend. We're going to talk about it all weekend. The word of the Lord for this weekend is filled up. Filled up to all the fullness in Christ. So before we eat dinner, we're just going to take a moment, right? And we're going to open up our hearts to just the very first two verses of this chapter. And, and like I said, I already saw you opening your Bible. So you're, you're just the best ever, right? So, so that's great. So you can follow along. But I want you to know in your folder, you also have a sheet on the left side of Ephesians 1 from the New American Standard Bible version, because that's what I teach out of. And since we're going to be going through word by word, you might want to use that sometimes here and there. We've also given you a page for notes for each one of the main teaching sessions. And some of those, this one right now doesn't, but some of those have some specific things on them. So if you want to use those, if you're a note taker, I just wanted you to know that they're there. They're right in the order that we'll be using them, so you should um, be able to find them. But let me just get us started, and I'm going to read these first two verses, okay? It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these verses could just sound introductory to us, right? And because of that, a lot of times when you start reading into like one of these letters in the New Testament, you can kind of just skip over that stuff because you think, oh, that's introductory. Let's get, you know, to the real stuff. But there's some real stuff in here for us. So we don't want to just rush right past them. So we're just going to work our way through. First of all, it says Paul. And he's opening up this, this letter that we now know is the book of Ephesians. When he was writing it, he was writing a letter. He didn't know he was writing something that was going to be a book that we're going to be reading all these years later, right? He was writing a letter. Now, at the back in Bible days, they would sign their name at the beginning of a letter. We sign ours at the end of a letter, but they did it at the beginning. So he's just starting off and he's letting us know that he's the one that's writing this. And he lets us know something else. He, he defines who he is, right? He identifies himself and he says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Probably most of us are familiar somewhat with Paul's story. And we know that he was someone that God literally pursued. He was not someone that was walking with the Lord. He was very involved in religion, but he was really working against the very God that he claimed to serve. Because at this time in his life, he was killing Christians. And God came in the, in, in the person of Jesus, met him on the road, pursued him, poured out grace, set him apart to be an apostle. So when he says, by the will of God, he really means that. Because left to himself, who knows what he would have been doing. He never saw himself doing this, all right? He was killing these people. And now he's writing this letter to encourage them. So that's why he starts off this way. He knows and he's looking forward. I mean, you read other parts of things that he's written in the New Testament. He's always looking forward 
forward to what God's doing, but he never forgets that it was the will of God that saved him and set him in the place where he's at. So he says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And then he lets us know who he's writing to. He says, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. So that just means that he's writing to Christians who are faithful and they live in this place called Ephesus. And all of that gets explained in the first verse. And then in verse 2, he says something so, so beautiful. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives them this big blessing, right, before he really even gets going. Now for us, again, we usually put our blessing at the end of the letter, right? In fact, a lot of times if you get an email from me, I don't write letters much, if you get an email from me, I'm going to sign it, blessings, comma, and then I write my name, okay? But they are giving the, he's giving the blessing here at the very beginning. And so it says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. A rich, rich blessing to begin with for these Ephesians. But you know what, ladies? This is a rich, rich blessing for God to begin with with us this weekend, too. See, it's great for us to know, okay, kind of historical part, and we're not even really um, digging into that much tonight, the history of, of this passage, but it's great to know all that stuff, and it's beneficial, and it's helpful, but I know that you probably know this, but it's good to be reminded that the Word of God is timeless, right? It's a timeless word. Paul didn't realize he was writing scripture at the time, but the Holy Spirit was guiding him to write these words, which would be timeless. Even when Paul was writing this, the Lord knew that we would be talking about this here in this year at this time and that each one of you would be here. Paul wasn't just writing this to the, the church at Ephesus. He was writing this to believers of all times. He was writing this to the church, to the kingdom of God, and we're a part of all of that, right? And so he was writing it to us. And so from our first moments together this weekend, I believe God wants to make it very clear that we're going to take this chapter and we're not just going to look back at it and think about, oh, that's good for the people at Ephesus. But God wants to open it up right here in the middle of who we are, where we are in the present and for our future as well. Because he doesn't just want us to know that this was a good word for them back then, but that it's a good word for us who are gathered here too. And I know that you probably know, but again, we need to be reminded the Word of God is alive and active. A lot of you I've never met before, so you may not know that I say this a lot, but I say this a lot. This looks like a book. It looks like a book. And you'll buy it in bookstores. People read it like a book. It's even priced like a book in all kinds of things. You get it as a gift, and, and people would open it up and go, oh, that's a book. But this is not a book. This is the living, active Word of God. And we have to train our minds to know and believe that God speaks through this Word. And I know, I know that I know that I know He is going to use this Word in powerful ways in the next um, few days. So as I come to you, I am coming to you this weekend, what I want to do is open up this Word for us in a way that really takes it out of this setting 2,000 years ago and puts it right in the middle of us here today. And so I want to read this for you in a way that it would go for the present. And it would go like this. Sharon, 
a teacher of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are at the Fall Bible Getaway and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you'll allow me to, I want us to look at it like that, you know, for a couple moments. And we're going to break it down from this present day perspective. So first of all, that first phrase, Sharon, a teacher of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And that would be me. And I'm, I'm very aware. I did not write this. Okay. So don't go. She thinks she wrote the Bible. I do not think I wrote the Bible. Okay. I, we're just trying to break this open here. Okay. But this weekend, I am the one that's going to be expounding on it for you. And since quite a few of you I don't know, I think it's important that you know a little bit about my story. And I'm in interested and excited to learn about yours as well. But in many ways, I feel like I really identify with Paul. Because like Paul, I was very involved in religious life all my life. But I didn't know the Lord very well. And I didn't know his word. I grew up in church. I had a heart for God. I had a heart for his people. I went off to Bible college, graduated with honors, married to a pastor, all that church stuff. I mean, you know, just eaten up with church activity. And I even knew a lot of Bible stories. And, and I could probably quote some choice verses here and there. You know, the ones that they would write on the plaques. Those were the ones that, you know, I, I knew pretty well. I was always involved in religious activity, doing religious things. But I didn't know God's heart. I didn't hear his voice. I wasn't in his word. I walked in the flesh, not in my spirit on a daily basis. In fact, at the time, I didn't even know that the Holy Spirit lived inside of me because the church that I grew up in really never talked about the Holy Spirit other than when they baptized somebody and they said in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So I really didn't know anything about the Spirit. Now, there's a lot of things that I could share about all of that, but specifically what I want you to know is that by the time I was 29 years old, I was a, I was a hot mess. I really was. But just like Paul, God pursued me. He came after me and chased me down. And he really got a hold of my heart and put a call on my life that I was supposed to be a teacher of his word. Now, I was the most unlikely one for the assignment. Just like Paul. Now, I wasn't killing Christians, okay? But just like Paul, he didn't feel like he was the likely person. And we can go, yeah, he's not the likely person. He's killing Christians. I wasn't even interested in the word of God, hardly. And so why would God pick me to do this? I didn't know the word of God. I hadn't had a heart for the word of God. In fact, if I'm really raw, honest, and I, I like to be honest when I teach, I was most of the time bored with the word of God. I wanted people to tell stories and do other things, and it just, I would be like, oh, again, in my heart. And so for God to do that for me and to call me, but as I began to surrender to the Lord, and I just began positioning myself underneath his work in my life, it took a long time, but about 11 years later after that, on my 40th birthday, really, God began what we now call established footsteps so that we could come alongside people who really, in many ways, have been just like I was and encourage them to love the Word of God and walk in its truth. And, and some of you, are, a lot of you, are familiar with established footsteps, but a lot of you, you're, you're meeting established footsteps for the very first time, even tonight. 
So Established Footsteps is the host ministry for the Fall Bible Getaway. And over the last 11 years, God has grown this ministry in, in ways that I never pictured in the beginning. And sometimes I'm still like, really, God? I'm not, I'm not really sure you know, about all of this. But we do a lot of different things. But my main role in the ministry is, is women's ministry. And that's been my heart from the beginning. It still is my heart. I love to teach women the Word of God. Because, see, during that season when God was pursuing me and chasing me down, there were two women who came alongside me. And they encouraged me to love the Word of God. They walked with me and cheered me on in that and got my feet established, even when I didn't really know all that was going on. And I love to come alongside women and, and do that. And many times the very ones that I come alongside are encouraging me even all the more. And I'm sure that's going to happen this weekend because I know many of you are deep, deep lovers of the Word of God. We do a lot of things in Established Footsteps, like I said. We, we have a Living Light mission that uh, we do outreach into our area, our region, um, in jails and strip clubs. We also build bridges and schools in Haiti and lead some men's ministry. So there's a lot of things going on, but probably my favorite thing that we do is this. I love the Fall Bible Getaway. We dreamed with God for a long time to have something like this, and this is our fourth year actually getting to do this. Some of you have been here every time, so that, that's great. But the main, and, and, and you might have some questions, you know, especially if you're just learning about Established Footsteps. I could tell you all kinds of stories from that time of 29 to when God started it and, you know, the last 11 years even, and I'm not going to take up our time now to do that. But if you've got questions, just ask, because I'm more than happy to share about the ministry and the things that God is doing. But the main thing that I want you to know is that the reason I'm standing here today is because God put me here. It was His will. It was not something that I just decided, oh, I'm going to become a Bible teacher one day or any of that. God chased me down and put a call on my life for that. And had He not changed my heart for His word, I would not be standing here today. So that would be the phrase, Sharon a teacher of Jesus Christ by the will of God, because that's absolutely how I got in this place this weekend. But I want to talk about you and how you got to this place this weekend, because this would also say to the saints who are at the Fall Bible Getaway and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. I told you earlier, I'm glad you're here, and I hope that you're glad you're here. I know most of us are probably thrilled to be here, but I also know that when you come into a place like this with women, it's kind of a little scary sometimes, right? And maybe it's already feeling overwhelming and you're like, I don't know who this person on this card is. I don't know how to find that person. Can't you just tell me, you know, what my name tag says and just give me a place to sit and, I, and I'll be fine. Because sometimes we get overwhelmed by crowds. We get overwhelmed by the whole thing of, oh, I've got to talk to people. I don't know. And all of that. And, and maybe you're even looking through the Bible study folder and going, this is a bit much. I didn't realize I was getting all into this. Whatever the case may be. If you're thrilled to be here, if you're not, if you're somewhere in between, okay, don't tell us, all right? We just want to, we just want to pretend you're all, you're all thrilled, right? But I believe God wants to speak to all of us that are here at this Fall Bible Getaway for just a moment from this phrase that we find here in the beginning of Ephesians 1. It says, to the saints. And I just want to speak to all of us right now and just let you know, you are with a group of saints this weekend. We're not perfect by any means, but we're here because we love the Lord. We want to fellowship with one another. And you can know that you have gathered with a group of women. It's a safe place. 
It's a place where you can be loved on. It's a place where you need to be loving on others. There's just going to be this beautiful flow of the kingdom of God, the saints of God in this place. And you will be amazed at how God fills you up, even just from that rich fellowship of the saints this weekend. So if you've got some, I don't know about all this, just, I was talking to Paula earlier, and she was telling me she was encouraging one of our participants, just dive in, you know, just jump in with all you have because it's going to be a rich, rich time. It's gonna be good because you're with the saints. So just relax and be in that. Secondly, it says to the saints who are at the fall Bible getaway. And I know some of us are still going, what is the fall Bible getaway? Nicole's a little girl, her youngest. Um, she's kind of graduated in the way she she says it, but she be first. It was a fall Abba getaway. <laughs> yeah, fall Abba getaway. What is a fall Abba getaway, Mama? Because <laughs> you know we're getting all this stuff together, and this year, what? How did she say it? Fall Bible. Vital, fall vital getaway. So you, you might be going, I'm not sure really what the fall Bible getaway even is, but it is a gathering where we just invite women to come to fellowship and to dive into scripture together and really just sit in a passage of scripture for the weekend and see and see what God does. And so this is a special group of women. You're all gathered here at this fourth Bible getaway, fall Bible getaway for established footsteps. Nobody else is here, right? This is something that God has ordered your steps to be here. And you, you might go, really? Yep, really, really. <laughs> One of the very first scriptures where the word of God became alive and active to me is from Psalms. And it says that the Lord orders our steps. And he really does that. So you might think, oh, I made the plans and all that. But the Lord has ordered your steps to be here. So just rest in that. And know he's got some really good things for you. He drew you here. He was faithful to bring you. And you know what else? You were faithful to come. You were faithful to come. I love it that this phrase says to the saints who are at the fall Bible getaway and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Just your being here this weekend, every one of you, it's a testimony to your faithfulness in Christ Jesus. You took the time. That's a big deal. You made the financial priority to come. You made arrangements at work, arrangements at, for your family. You even had the courage to come in maybe to a group of women that you don't know everyone. There's a lot of people that would not do that. But you did it. And I know it's because there's a faith inside of you that's faithful, but it's wanting to grow even more. And that's beautiful. That's just beautiful. It's beautiful to the Lord. It's beautiful to me to see you all here faithfully seeking the Lord. And you know what else is beautiful is these words from verse 2 that God speaks to us and that he's speaking right here into this moment. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that God wants to set the tone right now from the very beginning that that's what this weekend is about. It's about grace and it's about peace. God wants to just pour out his grace and pour out his peace on us. His intention this weekend, ladies, is so, so good. He loves his girls and he wants to pour out his grace and peace straight from the throne of God, the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. It's God's will that we experience his grace and his peace this weekend because he loves us. And I know that I know that I know the Holy Spirit's here this weekend. From the moment we got here, we've been having these things every day called prayer tours. And we've just been going all over this house. We've been in your rooms. We've been in your bathrooms <laughs> praying for you. You know what? One of the places that God speaks to me more than any is in the shower. 
And you know what? God might speak to you in the shower this weekend, but we have been not like, like in a bad way, been in your room. I mean, we just went in your room and we just covered you. But we wanted to pray for every one of you by name. We've stood in these spaces. We've been around these tables. We've just been praying. We've prayed over the parking. We have invited the Holy Spirit here. Now, I know the Holy Spirit comes because you are a carrier of the Holy Spirit. He lives within you, right? So if you're here, he's here. But there's also something about welcoming the Holy Spirit and letting him know that you're glad he's here. Have you ever been to something and you knew you really weren't welcome at it? And then what's the difference when you feel really welcome at it? We did our best to make sure you felt welcome when you came in. But really the most important one that we want to make sure is welcome is the Holy Spirit. And so we can do that collectively and we can say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. And we have been doing that. But it's very important that each one of us personally say, Holy Spirit, I want you here. I, I, I'm opening up my heart to you right now. And I just want to have all that you want to do in my life um, this weekend. And I know that he's going to pour out so much in us that we're going to be filled up to spilling over when we go back home. So if we can just begin tonight, even in that spirit of filled up, and we're going to pray together. And so would you just pray with me? Holy Spirit, we say welcome. We say welcome to you. Come into this place knowing that you are welcome. Come into our hearts. Come into our minds. Lord, there is no space within us that you are not allowed, God. We know sovereignly you can do whatever you want with us, Lord. But we also know that you give us a will to close the door or to open it up. And so, God, we open it wide and we say, welcome, Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would bless every moment, every conversation, every time of sleep, every meal, every Bible study, every word we're reading, every word we're writing down. God, that you would just be speaking. And, Lord, I know there are some deep, deep needs in this room, in the hearts of the women here, and mine too. And so, God, we're just expectant for what you have for us this week. And we thank you for the privilege of being a part of something like this. We know that not everybody gets to do this, God. Thank you for letting us experience you in this way, and we welcome you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, Nicole's going to give us a couple directions about dinner, and then we're going to eat together. And I just forgot to bless the food, so in your heart you do that right now, or maybe Nicole will. Okay. Yes.